welcome to Bootleg Muses. That's a podcast about fans, fandom, and fan fiction. Uh, coming to you uh, after a hiatus. Just, just dropping in, letting you know just, we're still alive. Just check it in. Yeah, I'm Bradley, joined by Lincoln. Lincoln, how are you? I'm cold. It's very it's, cold. We're recording this on the weekend of this the, the big snowstorm. Recording this where, on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, yes, Bradley. This happy Valentine's Day, uh, Lincoln. That's probably actually the bigger deal than <laughs> than it being the, the, the snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> It's a more of a of a of a marker for our listeners. <laughs> a universal marker, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh but it's uh we're joining you here on this uh day of Valentine's uh where we are doubly having to stay home. Uh pandemic and also can't really walk. Can't like, leave drive my, driveway. Out of my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> right now, you know? Just so even if I wanted to. I've got two weeks worth of groceries in my kitchen. Same. Because they were like, hey. Yeah, time to Can't leave. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) What what else are we supposed to do but uh, stay at home and and talk about uh, podcasting and what we're doing in that realm and fan fiction? And hey, this is just a little check-in episode, and we're going (laughs) to talk about the uh, our kind of roadmap for the next few months of what episodes we're planning on doing. We want to... We're taking some time, spacing out time between episodes as to give us more time to uh, dig into the topics that we're uh, going to be talking about, give us more time to schedule with uh, multiple guests and uh, get everybody on a Zoom call. Uh, like the two of us and all of our friends are all very busy people, um, especially those of us who are in college grad school (laughs) yeah i was gonna say when we started the podcast we kind of talked a little bit about ourselves and you know you're going through like a a, like a personal kind of evolution and i'm transitioning from you know an academic to an actual like master uh, holder of a master's degree so exciting it's a, it's a very exciting next six months for us. So. Yes, yes, I'm I'm taking a gap year from school, and that's probably probably be returning in the fall. Ooh. But in between then and now, I'll be uh, moving a bunch, and I'll be uh, hopefully still working the job that I'm working. Uh, you know, trying to figure all that stuff out. Life is cool and hard in the year 2020 to 2021. Hopefully. You know what? Here's here's my personal goal before I go back to school. Get a COVID vaccination. We'll see if that, if that <laughs> Are, happens. Have you, have you looked to see what phase you're in? Uh, I need to – like, so I'm – as far as I know, I'm, I'm not really anywhere near the uh, front of the line. But um, my mom actually got her vaccination recently because she's an analyst for uh, the city of Tulsa. She – uh, analyzes crime scenes and uh, all the cold case stuff. She uh, qualified, so she got her vaccination. Congratulations uh, so she, yes. to your mom. Yeah, yeah. It's, Whose uh, name so, is not Debbie. Name is not Debbie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but if you keep going down that road of that genre of, of, of names. Of Caucasian lady yeah, names. Yeah, of Caucasian lady <laughs> names. You'll eventually arrive to her name, I promise you. Um. No, yeah, most of my family are in the medical field, and so a lot of them already have their vaccinations. Um, awesome. My brother was one of the first doctors at um, IHS in town to get his vaccination. Mm. Uh, my grandpa got his pretty early because he's a First Nation speaker. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, wow, yeah. 
Yeah, so he got his pretty quick, and then my grandma followed soon after because they're both old. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> so, hey, we got we got to vaccinate the old people. Um, you know, I am in phase two though, so it's supposed to be coming. I just haven't. Yeah. Gotten the email. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I got to. My dad looked into it a little bit, um, and it uh, looks like one of our local pharmacies is uh, is going to be doing it here soon. So then I'll be able to kind of know more. Um, you know, this rollout has maybe not been the the greatest it could have been, but I'm right now. I'm just happy to get it. <laughs> I'm just happy some people are getting it. Yes, because it's totally. like the the people that choose not to. I'm just like okay, they're the same people who don't take it seriously anyway. I'm just right. you're you're yeah. you're yeah. <laughs> you're extending the weight for everyone. Like I know you hate yeah. it. We also yeah. hate it. Yeah. The thing is, you got to do the hard thing so that you can go back to normal things. Like New Zealand yeah. is already COVID free, and the mm-hmm. gays are living it up. <laughs> they're throwing parties. I want to go. Just, I want to go yeah. to a drag show so bad. Yeah, you know, I, just, I was when I took when I first this was thinking about taking a gap year. Uh, part of it was that I just wanted to spend some time in Tulsa, move to Tulsa, and kind of get the uh, know some people here, kind of get a sense of the scene around here. And you know what was heavily damaged <laughs> by COVID? The Tulsa scene and my ability to go and meet people in Tulsa. I mean, but, that's that's also why we moved to Tulsa. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, because Tulsa has a more accessible gay scene than, yeah. than Tahlequah. And then as soon as we got here, it was like, hey, we're actually probably going to spend the next two months not being able to do anything. Right. Yeah. But then also, like, I'm super heavy into the music scene and all of my favorite venues have to shut down and all of my friends who are artists can't go on tour. They can't Mm -hmm. do like their main source of income to like get their music out. And like when you're in your 20s, that's the time that you're really supposed to like push it in people's faces so that you get somewhere. And now they can't do that. It's on a delay. They're still putting out music. It's still great, but like they don't get to have that audience connection, and I feel, it makes me feel really bad because yeah. I'm just like if everyone would just chill out for a second. If everyone would just stop. <laughs> yeah. I promise that you drinking at Buffalo Wild Wings with your friends, Robert, mm-hmm. is not that important. It's it's not it as wait. important as making sure wait. my grandparents are okay. I promise yeah. you that. Yeah. It, it it can wait. We can all just take some time. Uh, and just just vibe. We could have vibed for a whole year. We could have been done. We could have just um, been on Animal Crossing. Yeah. Building our islands up. Building our islands. Building out. Getting participating in bugs, the turnip socks. Talking to Blathers who collects <laughs> bugs, even though he hates them. Uh, Animal Crossing would be a fun episode to do someday. Um, oh, there's so much fan fiction about um, the birds. Oh yeah. In Animal Crossing, yeah. Have you seen the fan art? No. I'll have to send you some. No. Let's put Animal yes. Crossing on the yeah. list. Well, we, we'll Let's Animal talk about Crossing. the roadmap, actually. I, I, what yes, a good segue. I, this is a good segue into talking <laughs> what we're talking about. Good COVID-19 minute. Um, but uh, uh, real quick, I do – something that sells me on the idea of an Animal Crossing episode is there's got to be, like, fanfic of, like – or fan art of K.K. Slider just, like, with big muscles. And I do want to see that. For you know what entertainment. surprised me the most? Well, I, I would I shouldn't say surprised. The fan fiction that I didn't expect to come out of Animal Crossing, the the island I don't remember what it's called, the island one, the one that just came out this year that saved everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> New Horizons. New Horizons. Uh, Red, the fox that sells mm. you black market art, and the main capitalist guy. What's his name? Uh, Tom Nook. Tom Nook. Yeah. 
Tom Nook and Red. That's a thing. That's a ship. Okay. Sure. And there's fan art yeah. about it. And yeah. I want to know why we chose those people. <laughs> well, we will dig into that into the Animal Crossing episode, which at this point we might just have to put that into the schedule. But uh, well, let's let's talk uh, about the schedule first. Okay. Our quote unquote schedule. Our quote unquote loose schedule. <laughs> Uh, so Bradley and I talked about how in st- our, previously our schedule was every other week. Um, so we would put out maybe two episodes a month. Yeah. Which um, after discussion, we realized we want to make the episodes not such a task and more so a goal. Right. So we're moving from <clears throat> every other week to one episode a month. Yes. Um, and hopefully that will increase the like the research of it, the the quality of the episode and give us more time to really think about what we want to talk about in the episode. Yes. And it'll, there will be episodes that we are more passionate about because right. we won't be just like putting stuff out because we got to put stuff out and we'll, like I said, we'll have more time. And, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of the time we have, we talk about things that maybe one of us has a lot of experience with, but the other one doesn't. Uh, so it just gives us more time to get a little bit more like uh, into the world of whatever we're going to be talking about it about uh, and give us, you know, just make for better episodes. Um, and speaking of which, the, the first one that we have on the docket for March is a good example of that. It's, we're going to be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that one, exactly. Which is something that I have not seen a single episode of, but... Uh, I understand it to be a foundational text for. He does have homework, though. <laughs> I, do, I am going to to watch five episodes. Five yeah. episodes, which you know what we could do? We could hold um, watch nights in the Discord since we have a podcast Discord. Oh, you know we have a podcast Discord. That's if anybody uh, wants to check that out. <laughs> it's uh, that's just bootleg muses as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yes. Let's which is uh, also accessible through our Twitter. Which is just, I think, bootleg muses. That is, yeah, at bootleg muses. I don't think there's any underscore or anything, whatever. You know, hey, the point is, this is all stuff that we're going to be. <laughs> we're, getting, we're, getting, we're, we're dusting off our, our uh, podcasting uh, uniforms and getting them back on. So this is just going to be uh, that sort of thing. Uh, that's a sentence. Okay, yeah. Good job. March. <laughs> Proud of you. We'll be talking about the, the vampire show, vampire slaying show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, the Joss Whedon, late 90s, early 2000s, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I, I think there's also a conversation to be had about Josh, uh, Joss Whedon in, in itself. Yes. Yeah, he, um, I, he's guy. recently come under fire this He's year. a guy who gets canceled like once every six months. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, like... he's not a good person. No, no one has not. ever said Josh Whedon is a good person. No. However... And just like, he, his his art his uh, his arc in uh, uh, his career is uh, interesting to talk about, um, and sort of how his like dialogue style and his way of telling stories it kind of threw him from Buffy to Firefly to Marvel movies and to like he's still kind of on top even though maybe uh, he probably definitely shouldn't be. So. I think he's on top because of the influence that he had to make such good filmmakers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because of Buffy. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, would you say that the, 
Uh, well, I guess we can talk about this well, it's in the like, actual Buffy episode. But it's the same with Tarantino, right? Tarantino mm-hmm. himself is a terrible fucking person. Yeah, yeah, not definitely has said some questionable stuff. But there are also <laughs> people who stuff. are incredible people who make mm-hmm. incredible stuff that are inspired by him, and they would have never went into it without him. So, like, right. These are terrible people, and I'm not making the argument of, like, separating the art from the artist. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Terrible people don't deserve to have nice things. And that's yeah, just my agreed. opinion. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. I understand and acknowledge that without that terrible person existing, these good people could not exist, and we wouldn't have certain things that we have. And also, yeah. Buffy um, changed my life. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, it is, you know, it is... It is definitely one thing to say, like, Buffy was a foundational text for me, especially for, like, queer people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you that, that is true, and it is also true that Joss Whedon is bad. Correct. Like, these are both <laughs> things that are correct. Uh, and that's also, like, almost the exact same kind of conversation we could be having with Harry Potter, which is mm-hmm. going to be our April episode. Another uh, massive uh, cultural phenomenon with a, a creator who since been found to be uh, terrible. <laughs> There's not, not really other ways to say it. But I am in the middle of the Deathly Hallows right now. I Over the past year, uh, I started the Sorcerer's Stone for the very first time. Uh, actually, about when coronavirus uh, started, it was one of my, well, now that I'm going to be home a lot more, here's a project I could give myself. I'll finally read Harry Potter. And that was right before her latest um transphobic meltdown or at least that that last big one with the, mm. the harper's letter and all that stuff so i'm going to be finishing uh definitely hallows here soon and i'm going to have plenty of time to to think about harry potter and to talk about Did the you wizarding world the movies as well um i've we have been i have been watching the movies with my sister uh who's a big harry potter fan uh see i've seen the first four movies uh, so I still got to watch Order of the Phoenix, The Half-Blood Prince, and the two Deathly Hallows movies whenever I finish that book. So that's where I'm at. So I will I will be watching those. Um, I might read The Cursed Child as well. Probably not going to touch Fantastic Beasts, but that's just uh, <laughs> that's just what, to, to let you know what I, what I'm bringing to that table. This is my first time reading Harry Potter, and I have no nostalgia for it. So I think that'll so be so. It's a, almost like a objective kind of outsider perspective of the of the work. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope to be able to bring that because um, I, I was never, never a fan when I was a kid, and experiencing those works and kind of trying to figure out what made them so popular uh, when they were first coming out has been been sort of a fun thought experiment for me. Uh, even though if I, I do get angry a lot <laughs> reading it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what I would give to read Harry Potter for the first time again. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a way to experience Harry Potter. Also, as an uh, adult, experiencing Harry Potter has to be yeah. difficult. <laughs> well, look, like I, I definitely went into it knowing, like, okay, these are were written for kids, uh, and uh, so I and the gets, main characters are kids, so they the make dumb decisions anyway. Are children? Yeah, yeah, all all of that stuff. So it's stuff I'm keeping in mind. Um, and there's been a, been a lot of good and a lot of bad about that experience. So, you know, uh, tune in April when we talk about Harry Potter. In May, we're talking May. about Bradley's oh, favorite yeah. fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of true. Um, okay, so... That May, is why it's on the talking. list. I asked you what it was, yeah. and then you told me this. <laughs> yeah, this is this is my, my favorite 
uh, fan fiction, I guess, subjectively. So we're going to be talking about Mr. Boo, uh, which is almost another kind of like COVID thing because it kind of started uh, in in March of last year. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, a web comic about a man uh, who's married to Betty Boop, the 1930s cartoon character, uh, and it is one of the strangest. Uh, works I've ever experienced and uh, it is very unexpected uh, written by and illustrated by uh, Alec Robbins you can find it on his Twitter uh, which is just at Alec Robbins and I think he just has a website called mrboop.net that you can read it all um, there the the elevator pitch of that thing is it's a guy married to Betty Boop and it starts as of like a very like horny work of just him being happy about being married to Betty Boop and then then like spicing up their marriage and stuff with all like other cartoon characters getting involved and stuff and it's um, just just three thousand layers of irony on on the whole thing that eventually starts to bring in like copyright laws about the characters that are used in the comic and like Walt Disney like does a um, sort of a kind of destroys the comic in canon um, because they're using Mickey Mouse and stuff like that. So it's it gets into a very like weird and strange like meta commentary about fan fiction and um, how we like think about these things and it turns into I don't know it it goes places. It uh, also seems to like really ways. address like copyright issues with characters, which mm-hmm. I know we always see in like for an example, the Sony versus Marvel kind of thing that was going on. Yes. Um, who who owns characters that are once once you put it in pop culture, does that not belong to the public? And if it doesn't, uh, who has the rights to that? And do, does it really have to rely on money? Who knows? Yeah, well, yeah. That's that's just uh, kind of the conceit of this podcast. In some ways, is like mm-hmm. the. The, the relationship that capitalism has made with uh, with art and uh, kind of the ways that uh, it, it s- uh, squanders creativity and puts the, the like the the keys of different like art forms into very specific people who are like the sole arbiters of uh, these things that we create that even though they kind of they are s- such powerful objects in the minds of their fans that yeah I don't know what's well, where's the benefit of doing doing it that way i don't know <laughs> no. i do this fair. thing where I, where I start a sentence really smart and then i have no way to end it uh, no i think that's just called like grad school <laughs> yeah it's the effect of this, grad school this podcast this podcast has been a way for me to to be in grad school mode uh, of discussion without actually, <laughs> to, actually having grades on the line this is actually kind of how like grad students talk outside of a classroom right where you're yeah you're kind of balancing being a part-time academic where you're not feeling pressure of like the people mm. who expect high levels of rhetoric and then you <laughs> realize you're around people who are the same age and you're like fuck it man yeah. i just want some good vibes yeah <laughs> this story doesn't bring me good vibes <laughs> yeah the, the <laughs> yeah we're talking about a, a com- web comic where a man has where, where a man has put himself into a comic of him having sex with Betty Boop. Like, exactly. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't um, have to discuss. Be highbrow. Yeah. All the time. Um, and then for for June. For June, this is uh, I think going to be more of a uh, Lakin uh, thing. I feel I feel like um, 
Yeah, I wanted. This was to, some of your bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to really kind of pay homage to the sites that made fan fiction possible for those who grew up on the internet and kind of made it into such a genre that is taken seriously now. Um, so we're going to be talking about Wattpad, AO3, fanfic.net, Quizilla, all of the like um, discussion boards that you can get. Um, basically, the, the, the engines of fanfic, uh, fanfic that we saw and found as, as preteens and turned it into a very um, thriving subculture, I feel like. Yes. Because so now we've got books about people writing fan fiction. That's what I mean. It's right. like it's gone from being actual fan fiction where people are like, oh, you read fan fiction to there's a very mm. popular book about a girl writing fan fiction. And she's it was number one on the New York Times bestseller list. So it's come a long way. It's come a long way. Yeah. And I would love to pay an homage to the to the sites that got us here. I also just think talking about the culture with people who were in the culture of what it was versus what it is now would mm-hmm. be so funny. Because yeah. <laughs> I was, yes. I can distinctly remember being a freshman in high school, finally getting like a steady access to a computer. And mm. then as soon as my homework was done, I asked the teacher if I could use the computer. And then I would mm. just read fan fiction for the last like 40 minutes of class. Because I took, um, my high school was in block schedule. So it was like an hour mm. and 30 minutes every, you only had four classes. Oh. Okay. And they were an hour and 30 minutes long. So yeah. you did one subject for a semester. And then the next semester, you had an all new schedule. For an hour and gotcha, minutes. Gotcha. But yeah, I would do that for 40 minutes. I would just read fan fiction <laughs> in, right, in so class. That's going to be a... We can talk about website layouts and stuff like that. It's going to be a great time. Because you can't uh, even access Quizilla no more, baby. Yeah, we got to use the peace. time machine. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We're, uh, that's... We're taking a little trip down Memory internet lane. preservation history and... <laughs> internet historians. The, Is that a thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the whole idea of like pre- preserving um, old like web pages and so like like actually just recently back in December, um, Google uh, stopped supporting Flash. Um, so like all those old uh, Flash games are just not accessible on uh, their original platforms. So there there are uh, as you say, internet historians who have done put a lot of work into archiving all of this stuff to make so it's to keep it available. Uh, for for future generations and stuff, and this is uh, why historians are salt of the earth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, the backbone of society. The backbone of society is built on historians who are like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah the uh, the archival scene of like the uh, the internet and video games are they're both like uh, pretty interesting because both of those things are a little bit. The, the archival process of those things is a little bit more complicated than, like, a movie or a book, you know? Because it's just like, here's the file for the movie, or here's the text. But with a, you know, a video game, like, how do you make sure that's, uh, you know, playable? Um, especially if it's something like an MMO, like World of Warcraft or something. But anyways, this is uh, kind of a tangent. So, <laughs> then, alright, June, Wattpad, AO3, fanfic... .net, Quizilla. And then July. Uh, and then July, uh, which I am. We actually taken a time machine back. To. Yeah. Uh, to a previous episode. HBO Max is going to be releasing Space Jam 2 uh, revisited 
Uh, I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but it is Space Jam 2, starring LeBron James. <laughs> that's going to be releasing in July. So, Jesse, if you're listening, clear your July schedule. Which we could also make that a watch night for the Discord if we really wanted yes. to. Yes, yes. That would be very fun to have like a... Uh, Community watch. Fresh, re- <laughs> fresh reactions uh, on Discord. Yeah. Because... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I expect Space Jam 2 to be. I, I imagine either. it will probably be um, maybe pretty similar. Because <laughs> it's not a remake. It's a it's a sequel. It's a it's a sequel starring LeBron James. And I think that's the part I'm most curious about is, is LeBron James going to be a better actor than Michael Jordan? Hmm. Uh, the bar is not high in that regard. But... Uh, and I also wonder because... Michael Jordan, the thing is, he didn't have to be an actor. He was playing himself. No, no, <laughs> you, you could, you could uh, imagine that maybe it would have been better to not ever act <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to sue both of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> defamation. Yeah, yeah. I never watched The Last Dance, but he seems uh, uh, get a little Wait, sensitive. he did more movies? Well, so the last dance is like a documentary series oh, okay, about okay, Michael okay, Jordan okay. that that interviews him a lot, and and you know he's kind of ornery, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's July. We're going to be revisiting uh, the Looney Tune world and uh, talking talking tunes, talking sports with our old talk, Jesse Crittenden. Talking tunes. Talking tunes. Um, and then we have we have two more that we haven't assigned to um, months yet. But yes. just ones that we know we're, we're thinking about including, which is Star Wars, which yeah. is a massive, massive, massive fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then that's going to be a big one for me. <laughs> that's a big one for you. I have, oh, yeah. I have somebody who's really interested in being on it yeah. already. I haven't like told anybody outside of like a couple of people. But as soon as I was like, yeah, I think we're going to talk about this on the podcast. They were like, I need to be on that episode, please. Which I feel okay. like we're going to get a lot when we talk to our friends about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it there's no denying how huge Star Wars is. And uh, then the next thing kind of going hand in hand as far as the sci-fi nerd mm-hmm. um, uh, nation, I guess. Nation. Uh, sci-fi nerd nation rise up. Uh, Star Trek is also in that conversation. Which we're going to be doing. Those two fandoms clash a lot. From what I yeah. understand, it's the classical like uh, Star Star Wars versus Star Trek. It's, it's uh, the which classic which nerd are you argument. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, like like Star Trek is very hard sci-fi, um, at least compared to Star Wars. Star Wars. My take on Star Wars is that it's actually a fantasy movie that's set in space, correct, and not a sci-fi movie like that. I would agree as with far, that. Like like structurally and thinking about what tropes it uses, mm-hmm. it's a fantasy story. Well, it's a space opera. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite 100%. literally a space yeah. opera. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Described in the Wikipedia page as a space opera. Um, <laughs> I, I imagine. I, I don't know. I haven't checked Which it, I, I also know quite a few Trekkies, so this will be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to them, and I'm glad we didn't assign them like months because those are mm-hmm. massive episodes, and I still don't understand – or, or have an idea on how to approach it because it is so expansive, especially yeah. s- especially Star Trek. There are so many spinoffs of it and, like, subsets of it. I mean, you could say the same with Star Wars because they have, like, mm-hmm. Disney owns it now, so they have a bunch of offshoots. But 
Yeah, you could. We could do very long episodes on one movie like, <laughs> uh, of, in Star Wars and Star Trek. Like they, they are just huge properties, and they encompass so uh, a, a lot of aspects of our culture. Right. Um, so we will have to. I think the the conversation will have um, content or podcast be really focused on the fan reaction to it so we might just like kind of study like the arc of the the fandom mm-hmm. uh with it i think that might be interesting but i don't know we'll see we'll see it's it's a huge property also kind of depends on who who we're having on yeah and uh, their relationship to the 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 sci-fi show but uh, we can think about that in six months <laughs> so yes yep yep <laughs> this is why we are putting out you know episodes <laughs> once a month giving us plenty of time uh but yeah, that is that is our uh, plans for the immediate future, and uh, you know we're gonna play it by ear. We're gonna have fun, fast and loose, academic talk about uh, Betty Boop and others having sex with <laughs> Betty Boop more specifically. Yeah, specifically, um, do you want to stick with tradition and do what um, fan stuff that you're you're into this yeah. recently? Sure, it's been yeah, it's been a little bit. So um, I, I'm, I'm doing doing new stuff. Uh, I, I've been catching up on, been watching WandaVision and The Mandalorian, the two big corporate Disney shows, which, you know, I'm having a good time with those. Uh, I still haven't started them. Everyone tells yeah. me I have to, and I still haven't done it. Hey, here's the thing. You don't have to. I don't have to. But you don't, you don't I'm have a grown to. woman. I don't have to do shit. <laughs> it's kid stuff. Um, but so, yeah, those are fun. Um, let's see. Okay. I just finished reading the book Circe. Which mm. is uh, incredible, Circe by Madeline Miller, which is just a, a retelling of the the titular uh, witch from Greek mythology. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful book, um, and I recommend that to everyone. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. <laughs> um, anything else specific? Do you got a uh, you got a music rec? In there? Music. Let's see. Um, uh, the Talking Heads I've been pretty into lately. That's that's kind Solid of choice. my big uh, discovery of the past few months, I guess. Uh, uh, Stop. I think I might have actually even talked about Stop Making Sense, which is their concert documentary film thing um, that they did. I might have said that, talked about that on an earlier episode. But it's really good. Talking Heads, listen to them uh, and listen to their new concert film. Or watch it on uh, uh, HBO Max, American Utopia. It's also very good. It's not um, Talking Heads necessarily. It's just David Byrne and uh, others, but not uh, original Talking Heads members. But that's also good. So that's that's uh, those are my recommendations. I um, have been watching a lot of anime with my friends. <laughs> hey, that's that's great. Uh, we haven't gotten anywhere in Naruto. Naruto, mm-hmm. Naruto, mm-hmm. and Na- <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I am officially caught up on Attack on Titans. Yeah, my favorite character just died. <laughs> Very oh, no. sad. I'm so I'm sad for you. I I don't think I've been this upset since. Um, well, I don't want to say that either because I don't want to be like spoilery. But there was another mm-hmm. death that is. Uh, People go, be dying on, go, on Titan. Yeah, everyone you love dies, but mm. um, yeah, there's a death scene in in Attack on Titan that is not done by a Titan itself. That is tragic and heart wrenching. And I finished that, and then the next weekend when we all watched it again, my favorite character died. So oh, no. um, 
Uh, Attack on Titan, though, it's incredible. The the new season, even though it uses a lot of CGI, is still so beautiful. It's so beautifully mm-hmm. animated. Mm-hmm. Um, they use a lot of the same techniques that they use in Yuri on Ice um, to represent okay. like fluidity because you get to see the um, EDM gear in action a lot in this season. See, I also am caught up on Promise Neverland. We're working through season two right now because it's being released weekly. Um, mm-hmm. That is also incredible. The first season is on Netflix, if anybody wants to watch that. I haven't caught up on Jujutsu Kaisen, but, you know, I still simp. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, what other things am I... Um, music, uh, Connect the Dots by When the Clock Strikes came out recently. King of Space by Young Halloween, that's Y-U-N-G-X-H-A-L-L-O-W-E-E-N on Spotify. Yeah. Um, all of those are great. Uh, I think that's it. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all we're all watching stuff. I'm, we're all listening. To I'm stuff. mostly just like reading stuff for um, my thesis. So I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading Picture of Dorian Gray, which is unbelievably unfiltered gay. <laughs> yeah, that, makes, that that sounds right. Is that one of those like? Uh, here's two really good friends no it's quite literally um it opens with a lord coming to a Mm -hmm. painter um Mm -hmm. where they're friends and the painter's like i'm obsessed with this new guy he's my muse you can't you can't taint him in any way he's pure innocent and um it's dorian gray um, okay. I feel like that's not a spoiler. It's the title of the right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, classic literature is that the one where like the the portrait gets all decrepit, like yeah. as the story goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and Dorian Gray becomes obsessed with this lord who is a heathen, and mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So we're at a I'm at a scene. It's it's literally the opening where he's just like talking about how beautiful dorian is and how breathtaking and and all these they're simping they're just simping over dorian and dorian's (laughs) like i'm cute (laughs) yeah good for him uh uh love to be a uh what 17th century 18th century simp i don't know yeah i would i would love to be in like a an 18th century um victorian androgynous man who just mm-hmm. has all these simps dying to paint him and wine and dine him and kind of uh, looks like a vampire, but isn't because <laughs> he's really pure and innocent. <laughs> what a what a great concept for an anime. Okay, but T, I saw an article the other day. This this can be in my fan fiction thing. I saw an article the other day that was like um, things that novel writers can take from animes, yeah. and it was like your character has to have a fatal flaw. Stop making mm-hmm. characters that are Mary Sue's that are perfect in every single way. Nobody likes that. Nobody relates to that. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, your big bad mm-hmm. needs to actually be bad and to do bad things yeah. to your character. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> ha- you have to create conflict. Um, mm. Don't be scared of making big emotions. Don't be scared of killing mm-hmm. people. Things like that. Um, it was a really nice uh, thread article thing. Oh, yeah, you should send me that article. That sounds super Yeah, if I can find it, I'll, I'll send it to you. Please do. Lakin, is that all your recommendations? I think so. I think we're done. I, I like I how we said it was going to be 15 minutes and we're now coming up on 40. Well, listen, hey, look, it's just <laughs> nice to talk to you. It's been a little bit. It has. Uh, and, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're doing our thing here and, uh, you know, 
the people who listen to this are our good friends. And yeah, the people listen who listen to, to this complain. love hearing us be absolute idiots. <laughs> and it's my favorite part of having That's, a podcast is, um, yeah. especially with something that is so uh, personal, I guess, is it's just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mine. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, right. Like, this is, this is, this isn't being graded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> not, <laughs> my thesis does not rely on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, so on that note, happy Valentine's Day, Lakin, and happy Valentine's Day to you, the listener. This will not come out on Valentine's Day, but hey, just just let us know that we're saying that from the past. Yeah, and know that we love you. Uh, We love you, yes. You are loved, and we appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening to Bootleg Muses. I'm going to be going back to you in March, an episode on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep. Tune in and remember, uh, what's my outro? Oh, that'll be it. (laughs) That's That's the outro. (laughs) What's my outro? outro? Bye. Bye.